It's wonderful to be back on Search the Scriptures today with all of our listeners. We appreciate you tuning in. We really do. We uh, think about you. We pray for you. We really do. We care about your being there, and we care about your personal lives. Now, most of you we haven't met. Now, some we have. In fact, a great many who live in the Omaha area have actually visited with us, and uh, some have become you know, Christians as a result of their studies in God's Word, uh, first through this program and then perhaps through some further study. And many others, I believe, have become strengthened spiritually and hopefully have moved closer to God as a result of these times together and search the Scriptures. We pray that that is working that way for you. And we hope that you will continue to listen, that you'll think carefully about all that we study together from God's Word and that you will ultimately make the right choices and right decisions as to what you're going to do about God's will for your life. That really is one of the bottom line reasons why this program is on the air, to try to help people come closer to God as they learn His Word better and more fully. And even more bottom line than that, as we try to accomplish that purpose, we ultimately want to bring God the glory. That's the bottom line reason for our doing what we do on Search the Scriptures. Good to be back again with Dennis Stackhouse. Thank you, Gary. It's certainly a blessing for me to be with you on the program today and really look forward to this time when we can get together and open up the Bible, study those rich truths which are recorded for us there, and then share these concepts with all those listening to us. And as you said, Gary, we really do appreciate those who listen. We appreciate the comments that we've gotten. They've been very kind and very gracious. We certainly do appreciate that. But as you indicated also, God gets the credit. God gets the glory. This is not your word. This is not my word that we're trying to proclaim on the program. This is God's word. And that makes it of utmost importance for every one of us. And that includes both of us. Absolutely. Absolutely. We need all of this teaching ourselves. We do. Now, Dennis, we launched into a study in our last program on life and particularly upon life being worth living. Right. And that might even sell it a little short. Yes. I think we ought to understand life as being a great blessing. Oh, certainly. Certainly. Now, we began, we introduced this particular study by talking about how many people there are out there who are really rather forlorn with life. Unfortunately, there are. And, you know, we looked at some statistics in regard to suicide in this country. It's truly an alarming thing to look at those and to realize there were so many people who become so desperate and in such deep despair that they actually go to the point of taking their own life. Uh, Such a tragic thing. And yet... We know just by listening and observing what happens around us, it happens on a regular basis. It certainly does. And as we pointed out, this is a particularly alarming problem among the teenage population in this country. It is. Really, really amazing how many teens take their own lives. Mm -hmm. And that during a period of time when you would think, oh, man, they, they just ought to be having a good time. Yes. Enjoying themselves, growing and kind of spreading out and, you know, getting the 
you know, getting the, the, the feeling the air under their wings, so to speak, you know, and just developing into that adult that, that God has designed us to be. They have so much to look forward to at that point in life. It's just a, a real tragedy when it's cut short. It, it is. And, but there's a reason behind it again. They're not happy. They're yes. unhappy. Mm-hmm. They don't think uh, it's worth it to live anymore in a lot of cases. That's right. And so they take their lives. Mm-hmm. Now, we pointed out that all of the thousands of people in this country who take their lives every day, there are multiplied thousands who try to take their lives. They just don't succeed. That's right. And then there are probably even more multiplied thousands beyond those who think about it. They just never quite get around to taking the step. Yes, I'm sure you're right. What we, again, want to emphasize, though, in this study is it doesn't need to be that way. That's right. Life is worth living if we can get the right focus Mm -hmm. in our life. That's right. And what we're ultimately talking about is focusing on our spiritual lives. Absolutely. That's where a lot of people miss it. Mm-hmm. Their, their main focus is on the physical, the material, uh, money, relationships. And a lot of those relationships are pretty shallow. Mm-hmm. And pleasure for the moment, mm-hmm. you know, without mm-hmm. regard to the consequences. And so they end up in the pits. Yes, that's right. Uh, they're... Their mind is set on the wrong things. That's right. You know, and I think that's the bottom line. Rather than being focused on the things above, as Paul indicated in Colossians 3, verses 1 and 2, their mind is set on the material, the physical, those things which are temporary. Yeah. We can, we can compare it to some degree with nurturing our physical bodies with either the right kinds of foods, mm-hmm. you know, we want to make sure we get all the right kinds of foods in there. And with all the health emphasis in, in our society today and our culture, that is so important and people recognize that. Or you can decide, hey, I just want to eat whatever I want to eat. I just want to eat cake, ice cream, mm-hmm. you know, pastries, donuts, <laughs> maybe Sounds throw in a hot dog here and there. Sounds pretty good to me. Yeah, (laughs) but we know that ultimately that is a path to physical self-destruction. That's right. And you know, you can think about people who are very vigorous in terms of exercise regimens that they involve themselves in physically. And Paul actually spoke about that in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 8. He said, for bodily exercise profits a little, but godliness is profitable for all things having promise of the life that now is and of that which is to come. So certainly one who is involved in healthful activities from a physical standpoint, an exercise routine, it does some good. Certainly. There's some profit in it, but Paul said that's not the ultimate. Well, and if we recognize that there's profit in that, in paying attention Mm -hmm. to our physical well-being, our physical Mm -hmm. nourishment, nutrition, Mm -hmm. and the nurturing through exercise and so on, Mm -hmm. if we recognize that value, Mm -hmm. then we ought to wake up and recognize the even greater value Mm -hmm. in nurturing ourselves properly spiritually. Absolutely. And you know, that's exactly how Paul addressed it there in that particular verse. Uh, the, the physical exercise is good for this life. It has some profit. But, Paul said, 
the godliness has a double profit. It's for this life and it's for the life to come. Now, the physical regimen, it doesn't do any good in the life to come. It's right. temporary. That's it's right. going to pass away. The godly life is going to be focused on that life to come. Yeah, yeah. And so we're not talking about not paying attention to our physical needs and necessities and well-being. No, not at all. We're just saying, if you recognize that value, mm -hmm. look beyond that. Exactly. And there's even greater value mm -hmm. if you'll couple that with proper spiritual nurturing and nutrition. Yes. And therein lies the real key, mm -hmm. the real key mm -hmm. to finding happiness in your life. Absolutely. And purpose and well-being. Now... We looked at a, a couple of, well, we looked at a number of passages yesterday uh, talking about how if we find ourselves in dire straits from whatever perspective we might look, you know, relationally, financially, job-related, physically, mm -hmm. a lot of times it's the result of how we set our mind mm -hmm. and what our focus in life has really been primarily. Yes, that's correct. And so that those situations ultimately are the result many times. Now, I'm not saying that's all the time, but a great many of the times from how we've lived our life. Yes, it is. Our response to life's trials needs to not be instinctively negative. Right. Because those trials are going to come. As we said, stress is a part of being alive. It is. And, and living. Mm -hmm. And there's no way to eliminate all of the stress in your life. No. So if we can change our primary focus in life from the physical side to the spiritual side and still give proper attention to the physical side, mm -hmm. probably a lot of the circumstances that we find ourselves in that we would say, hey, those are negative, they're going to be lessened. Yes, that's right. And if we can condition ourselves to look at what we might consider to be negative circumstances that come our way, instead of just automatically feeling down about it and, and you know, just really getting all gloomy, well, condition yourself. Let's face that. Mm -hmm. Be like, you know, look at that like going to the gym or going for a, you know, a big walk, trying mm -hmm. to, to build yourself up physically. Okay. We're going to get through this trial here, this, mm -hmm. this difficult circumstance. I'm going to turn to God. I'm going to lean upon him and ask for his wisdom and guidance and uh, his help. And, and we're going to get through this. And yes. then you're stronger yes. in the end. That's right. It has a very positive result if we can approach it from that standpoint. Sure. We need to learn, basically, to depend on God. Absolutely. Many people, a great many people, I'm afraid perhaps the vast majority of people in our country have not learned that lesson. Yes, it's unfortunate, but I'm sure that's correct. Yeah, they may give it some, some lip service, but they have not really learned the lesson and put it into practice. Yes. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 1 tells us what? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now, the very first word, uh, the very first verse in God's word, mm -hmm. and it tells us where everything got started and by whom. That's right. God created the heavens and the earth. Yes. God is the one who created the earth. He's the one who sustains it or who put 
the rules into place, so to speak, that do sustain it, he can do with it what he wants That's from that right. standpoint. Now, what should be even more exciting to us than that is verses 26 and 27 in mm -hmm. Genesis chapter 1. That's right. There we read, Then God said, Let us make man in our image, according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God created us. Mm -hmm. Last of all of the things that he created in this world, and at the same time, I think we should understand he created us best. Oh, yes. That's now, that would right. bother some people mm -hmm. for me to say that. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. If you don't think he created you better than everything else that he created, including every other form of life, mm -hmm. boy, you may be one of those who are forlorn with life. <laughs> don't understand where real happiness is. That could be very much the case. He created us best mm -hmm. because he created us and us alone in his image. Mm -hmm. That's right. You know, you think about that, Gary, how the progression ran. You know, he created the earth. He made water. He made light. He made vegetation. He made sea creatures. He made land animals. And it wasn't until that had occurred that God turned his creative attention to man. And as you said, he saved his best for last, yes. so to speak, creating us, mankind, in his image. Unique from everything else that he had created. That's right. Special. Mm -hmm. Again, best. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying that from a perspective of self-glorification or haughtiness. I'm just talking about the fact of the matter. Yes, we are the only ones he created with a spiritual essence. Mm -hmm. And not only a spiritual essence, but a spiritual essence created in his image. That's right. Now that is special. If you cannot see that, mm -hmm. then you've got a real problem. You need to go somehow stop and, and, and reflect about where your thinking is coming from. Mm -hmm. you, you are better than the animals. Mm-hmm. God created you in his image. In Psalm 100, in verse 3, what does the psalmist say? Know that the Lord, he is God. It is he who made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. That should settle the matter pretty much. Mm -hmm. What we've just read in Genesis chapter 1 and also in Psalm 100 here mm -hmm. as to where did we come from? You know, yes. I know that that's a, a big question in a lot of people's minds. Mm -hmm. God created us. Yes. Now, we did not come, I do not believe, from a bacteria or a virus or an amoeba, uh, a germ out there, and mm -hmm. we're not and again, if this offends your belief in, in evolution, I'm sorry to offend you, but you need to face reality. Mm -hmm. We're not just grown-up germs. No. 
And we are not the result of a mistake. That's right. Or some chance happening. An accident. Yeah. No, God created us purposefully mm -hmm. and on purpose. In his image. In his image. Mm -hmm. In Jeremiah 10 and verse 23, let's read that as well. O Lord, I know the way of man is not in himself. It is not in man who walks to direct his own steps. We need God's guidance. That really speaks to the fact, Gary, that we do need to depend upon God. And, and really, that's the first key that we're looking at in this series of lessons in terms of why we can and why we should understand life as being worth living. We can live a life that's worthwhile, that is worth living, if we can depend upon God. And that's exactly what Jeremiah is talking about. Yeah. If, if we can see our identity linked to God, mm -hmm. boy, does that not make our life a whole lot more valuable in our eyes? It certainly should. It, it really should. Mm -hmm. It really should. God created us. He created all that we see around us. We are created especially in his image. That's right. And that ought to make a huge difference in our outlook on life. Mm -hmm. Now, God also cares about us, doesn't he? He certainly does. He did not just wind up the clock and this world and then sit back and watch it tick down. Mm -hmm. He cares about us. He cares mm -hmm. for us. He cares about what happens to us. Yes, he does. And his presence in our lives is a reason that we can have this confidence. Oh, yes. Now, we need to make sure that his presence is in our lives. We do. And that, that's going to be a focus on our part. Mm -hmm. If we're going to focus on living our lives for him and faithfully to him, then we can have confidence that he will be there with us. That's right. In Psalm 23 and verse 4, what do we read there? You know, this is probably uh, one of the most beloved passages of Scripture, I think, uh, before we read that verse, Gary, that people turn to uh, for the comfort it provides, for the assurance it provides. And this fourth verse speaks so much to the fact of God's presence in our lives because he cares for us. And even though most of us could probably quote it, uh, Psalm 23, verse 4 reads, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil, for you are with me. Speaking of God. Speaking of God. Yes. Now, the faithful Christian can pray that prayer with absolute assurance and confidence. Oh, yes, they can. With yeah. all of the meaning with which it was written. Absolutely. And it is so full and so rich of meaning for the Christian individual, realizing, you know, God hasn't put us on this earth to sink or swim on our own. Right. We have help. You know, we have Jesus Christ who came to the world himself, who lived as a man, flesh and blood, just like we do, who experienced all of the temptations that we do, yet without sin, so that he can come to our aid when we're tempted and we have God's presence in our lives, as we read there in Psalm 23, verse 4. What a great confidence builder that should be. It really should. Now, probably people need to recognize, you need to read those words. 
<laughs> get into the Bible. Yes. And you see all of these different perspectives on life than, what, than those which we're so commonly bombarded with just from culture and society. Mm-hmm. Now, when Jesus was ready to ascend back to heaven, mm-hmm. he had told the apostles to go make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Matthew twenty-eight nineteen. Mm-hmm. What does he say in verse 20? Teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. I'm with you always, he tells the apostles. Even to the end of the age. Yes, yes. What great confidence that should have instilled in those initial 12 individuals who went about their task of preaching the gospel. How encouraging. Oh, for them and for us. Yes. The Hebrews writer writes something very much along this line in Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 5. Yes, speaking here of God, for he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. The next verse goes on and kind of adds to that, I think. Yes, it does. Verse 6, so we may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear. What can man do to me? Well, sure, if God is going to always be with me, and never forsake me, never leave me. He's my helper. Mm-hmm. What do I need to fear? That's right. Kind of like walking around with your big brother when you're just a little kid, you know? <laughs> yeah. He's going to watch out for you. That's right. Except God is so much more effective in that regard than our mm-hmm. big brother was. And then let's close today with, with John chapter 14 and verse 23. Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word. And my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Now, boiled down, Jesus is saying, if we will live obediently to him, Mm -hmm. then he and God will be with us. They'll make their home with us, in fact. Very personal, isn't it? Oh, yes. And again, very encouraging, very comforting should instill a great deal of confidence in us. Reassuring. Oh. Reassuring. We're talking about life being worth living. Absolutely. Now, maybe some of our listeners out there have wondered if their lives are really worth living. Oh, yes. Let me assure you that it is. And if your life is right with God, now, you may have believed in God all all along. You may have firmly believed in God. But maybe your focus still has not been what it ought to be. Why don't you contact us and ask for that free Bible study and begin to learn how you can be assured of your life being worth living in this world and look forward to living with God forever in eternity in heaven. Why not call us right now?